all of you who watch Noah's Window, once again, Mary Alice and I are taking the month of February off. This week, you're going to be hearing from Jonathan and Wendy Hoover. You know, I've known Jonathan all his life, and I've known Wendy for most of hers. And I've watched them as they have grown up as young people into adults now who are serving God in so many ways. They have a wonderful testimony, and I know it's going to touch your life this week. Hey everybody, welcome to Noah's Window for this week. Um, I'm Wendy Hoover and this is my husband, Jonathan. Hi. Um, and we are sitting in um, on behalf of Mark and Mary Alice who are taking a break from Noah's Window for a little bit. And we just are excited to be here with you today. Yeah, so we're gonna have five of these that we're going to do, five Noah's Window episodes. And we're gonna be talking about friendship because it's so important. And uh, one of my favorite things that I've heard leaders say is that uh, if you tell me about your three best friends, I can tell you where you're going in life. Uh, because our friends have such a powerful influence. Um, but knowing who to have as your closest friends is really important. So in these five episodes, we're going to talk about the five qualities of an indispensable friend, the kind of friend that you would never want to lose because they're going to add so much to your life. Yeah, and I guess on the flip side of that, really, while we're talking about the kind of friend you want to have, it could also be the kind of friend you want to be. Absolutely. And, and you will attract the kind of person that you are. Uh, so this may be a great opportunity to think about um, am I fulfilling these things for the friends in my life? Because uh, I'm going to draw the kind of friend uh, that I am yeah. to them. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's start talking about the first thing that um, that you had mentioned, and that was that um, an indispensable friend is loyal to you. Uh, so huge yeah. because. Um, one of the challenges, I think especially we've seen this in the social media age, mm-hmm. um, where people are so um, fickle. Quick, fickle, and qu- <laughs> fickle and quick to hop on someone's bandwagon, yeah. I think is a big deal. Yeah. That you see, depending on the context, somebody, um, what they have to say really it depends on who they happen to be talking to and what the situation is. And we've all had that friend yeah. who, if they're with, you know, if they're with Bob, they hate Sue. And if they're with Sue, they hate Bob. Um, and you need that person who has that consistency of character that um, they're going to consistently um, stand up for you in whatever arena that they're in. Now, that doesn't mean that if you do something wrong or if you're really in the wrong, uh, that they're going to defend you in doing the wrong thing. We're going to talk about that in one of the other episodes. But what I do mean is that um, when you need someone to have your back, um, they're going to be that person. Yeah, and, and that's definitely, like we said, the kind of friend you want to be. So um, for, for the scripture that goes along with that, we were looking at 1 Samuel 19, verses 4 through 6. And so um, should I go ahead and read that, you think? or Yeah, this- and just a little context on this. You have King Saul, who was just a hot mess as a, as a king. Um, and he had a great son, which is uh, kind of amazing that he did. But he had a great son named Jonathan. And... Uh, but unfortunately, Jonathan isn't going to get to be the next king, even though by, by birth he should have been. Um, but unfortunately, the Bible says that because Saul rejected God, um, God rejected Saul as king. And God selected a new king, and that was David. What's amazing, though, is that Jonathan and David, the, the rightful heir to the throne, and God's chosen heir to the throne in this case, uh, developed this incredible friendship. And Jonathan teaches us something about loyalty. Because uh, in, in the beginning, Saul and David are on okay terms. But as it becomes more and more apparent to Saul uh, that that David may potentially be his replacement and Saul become, starts to become very insecure about David, um, there becomes this really... Uh, uh, very high angst relationship yeah, and lots now of tension. lots of tension and Jonathan is stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. But what's great about a true friend is even if they're stuck in the middle, 
they're not unclear about who their loyalty is to. And that's what you see in this passage. Yeah, so in 1 Samuel 19, 4, it says, The next morning Jonathan spoke with his father about David, um, saying many good things about him. The king must not sin against his servant David, Jonathan said. He's never done anything to harm you. He's always helped you in any way he could. Have you forgotten um, about the time that he risked his life to kill the Philistine giant and how the Lord brought a great victory to all Israel as a result? You were certainly happy about it then. Why should you murder an innocent man like David? So he's really kind of standing up for David here. He said, there is no reason for it at all. Um, And in the verse six, it says, so Saul listened to Jonathan and vowed, as surely as the Lord lives, David will not be killed. Yeah, and one of the commentators on this passage says that this is incredibly uncommon, even uh, even for the son of a king to be this direct with a king in the ancient culture. It's actually somewhat dangerous. I would say he could have been killed, right? I mean, like if you think of Esther and going before the king, and I mean, he could have just, you know, had Yes, it's dangerous to just confront the king in such a direct way. But this is the thing about uh, a true friend. A true friend is going to stand up for you even when it could cost them something. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when it it could be that they end up losing, um, uh, you know, some, because there's there's some sort of connection here. Um, And and again, I would say too, that we need that backstop of saying, um, it's not not being loyal for someone to stand up for you when you're in the wrong. But when they know you're in the right, and that's what this case was, when they know you're in the right and they know the other person is in the wrong, they're willing to stand up for you even if it costs them something. That's loyalty, and that's the first characteristic of an indispensable friend. Hope that's helped you today. Yeah. And, um, and let's take, let's go ahead and just have a moment of prayer before we close out, um, and just you know maybe pray for you. Maybe you have, maybe you have friends in your life who are like this to you. Maybe they're loyal and they're a great blessing to you. Um, you know. Praise God for them. Tell them thank you. Tell that, write them a note or send them a text and tell them thank you for being that kind of loyal friend. And, you know, if that isn't your situation and you don't have a loyal friend in your life, um, you know, we're praying for you that God will um, bring about that person and that God will allow you to be the, the type of friend that you need to be as well. So, Jonathan, you want to pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to think about friendship and how important it is in our lives. We pray that you would help us to be the best kind of friends and also that we would attract the best kind of friends um, and that you would continue to give us clarity in our hearts about how to have the best sorts of relationships uh, so that we can move um, further in this life for you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.